right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, February 22nd. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat Clayton. It is time for the spring issue of the B.O. Boys. And whenever we do anything seasonal, we got to bring in the seasonal man himself from Exhibitor Relations Co. Jeffrey Bach is here with us. Jeff, welcome to the B.O. Boys. B.O. Boys, thanks for having me again. I am bringing... The box office sun is coming out. As you know, it's been so difficult. This this January and February has hurt me, and I know it's hurt you guys. It hurts to talk about these things, these negative Mm -hmm. things, week after week after week. Yeah. But I'm bringing the sunshine. It is here. March is going to be a mini summer, and I think we're all going to be better for it. Oh, the future's so bright. I'm wearing shades. There it is. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. That's why you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel because you could see Clayton's dark sunglasses I'm on cool YouTube. Now. I'm cool now. Um, so, it Jeff, is- yeah, this has been nice. a snowy, rough winter at the box office. We don't want to talk about Lisa Frankenstein anymore. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. We, God. We, we don't want to talk about Argyle. God, I mean, oh. we really don't want to talk about Argyle. I mean, we, we could talk about on. the chosen, but that that's a different audience, you know, and it's a different we, segue, you know. Well, before we get into the spring preview, let's we've got one last weekend of February to go. One last, I guess, even though winter isn't officially over till March, I would say yeah. the box office winter ends this weekend. Absolutely. Um, so let's just quickly touch on the new releases coming out February 23rd. Driveway Dolls. It's a half a Cohen movie. Thumbs down from Jeff. Is this another Lisa Frankenstein? Is yep, this a- absolutely. It'll be lucky, I think, to do Lisa Frankenstein numbers. Not that not that it's a bad film. It's just, it does not, it is not, it was never going to interest the multiplex masses. It just, it's a throwaway by Focus Features. Uh, and unfortunately, it is it is a Lisa Frankenstein type film. It just is, you know. It this just feels is. like a, a 90s road movie. You know, that nobody really asked for, unfortunately. And maybe it's cool. And maybe there are some great scenes in it, but I, still nobody's going to go see it. It, it feels like uh, uh, that wave of, of post-pulp fiction, fake Tarantino, yes. fake Coen brothers, yes. even though it is from <laughs> half the Coen brothers. It's half, from... a, half a Coen bro does not make a Coen bro. That's just a Coen, mm-hmm, as you know. Yeah. And that doesn't mean anything. You and, know? and you know I'm what just... one Coen can do? Garfield movies. Oh God, that hurts. Those are Cohen's not the same one, but that's just one Cohen. Yeah. That's a Cohen. It's gotta be Cohen bros. Like there's no super Mario bros without Mario and Luigi. You're just Mm. talking about a super Mario bro, but that's just, that's not how it works. They're a team, Mm -hmm. man. That's how they work. That's how they work best. What about demon slayer? Could it, I mean that that one a couple of years ago the the spring twenty twenty one Demon Slayer did like twenty million but we've we've gotten past that yeah. now doesn't right it, These, doesn't it feel like the animes I mean it's cooled off a little bit right and I just feel like if I, you know I was looking at the pre ticket sales for this and and they just they weren't electrifying like they used to be you know what I mean right. so if this could do ten million that would be great. I, I don't know. In, in a lot of the box office previews, most people don't even think it's going to do that much. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that, that one in spring 2021 20, did like 20 million, almost beat Mortal Kombat. But yeah. 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 We're, but, we're, is but, any, so trying to, well, okay. The holdovers from last week and like Bob Marley will still do double digits. So we're not in danger of having no, a no double no. digits weekend. 
No. I, yeah, I think we're right. Yeah, Bob Marley should lead it. Hey, maybe Demon Slayer 2 or whatever this is, whatever incarnation of Demon Slayer this is, maybe it surprises and maybe we underestimate. That would be cool if it had one weekend. But this we know, the drop-off is going to be steep. It is going to get its legs chopped off. Anime hasn't been holding like it, like it was for a bit there. So you mentioned The Chosen and those Chosen TV shows. Have, they, they've sold some popcorn the last few months. You know, nothing spectacular, but they've gotten some people in the, in the theaters that wouldn't have gone otherwise. There is a religious movie opening this weekend with Hilary Swank, Ordinary Angels. Is that movie poised to do anything? You know, a year ago, we had the Kelsey Grammer religious movie. The Jesus Revolution did some February business. Ordinary Angels, Hillary Swank, is there anything there or is this also single digits? No, I think I think if any movie surprises this weekend, it's Ordinary Angels. Like you just it's very hard to predict the faith-based audiences and mm-hmm. we always undersell them and we always lowball them going into the weekend. So if anything is going to do double digits, it's probably Ordinary Angels. We're just not looking at those Midwest theaters, you know, those right. uh, Bible Belt theaters which will probably uh, be very packed this weekend. Well, here's right. why I am not as uh, as big on this as I would be on something like Jesus Revolution. Uh, two reasons, two factors. Jesus, because mm-hmm. Jesus is in the title, and Jesus is yep. a huge IP, IP. Yeah. Right? So that's big. And I'll be honest with you, Kelsey Grammer in that mm. sort of film, that's, that's sort of his demo. That's his market. Hillary Swank, I don't know so much. I don't know how many people in middle America, other than, listen, she was in a Clint movie, won an Oscar for it. Uh, she yeah. was in the fourth Karate Kid movie. So there is knowledge of her absolutely in the heartland. But is she a sweetheart of the heartland? I don't know. I think Kelsey Grammer more so is. It'll mm. be interesting, I think, only in that it does have angels in the title. True. And that is mm. close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when people hear angels, they think, I got to go see that. Otherwise, I'm not doing good by the Lord. You know, and so right. there may be a push. There may be a push, although maybe all those people went to the chosen episodes one through three and now four through six. And maybe they're just they said, you know what? That's enough religion in the movie theaters for me. I'm waiting right. for Dune, Dune like everybody else instead. Well, and ordinary angels, those are not the most enticing type of angels to get people to a theater. You know, these are not why why not call this movie Extraordinary Angels? I'm sure yeah. it's a plot about just everyday people helping and spreading the word about Jesus, something like that. But it's just not, there's not a lot of pizzazz. In yeah, you're right, you're right about that, Pat. I mean, this may be a missed title mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, people hoping for extraordinary. But if there is a sequel, I think they should run with extraordinary angels. Mm-hmm. If yeah, gonna do that's true. But, but, you know, you don't want to get caught in that trap of saving something for a sequel no. that never comes to be. You're right. So they you're may right. have made that mistake. But you mentioned Dune. That's what everyone's waiting for. Let's get into the spring issue. And how big could Dune possibly be? You know, is this a movie? I've I've been saying that this could ride that sort of Oppenheimer wave of people want a big but critically acclaimed type of movie to get them out to the theaters in a serious way. You know, could this open to... $90 $90 million, $80 million, something like that. Is, is there a chance that it goes that high? Yeah, I mean, I, I think doubling what the original did is a real mm. possibility. I mean, you guys both saw those AMC popcorn buckets, right? Those Dune popcorn buckets. I mean, those things were selling for other reasons than popcorn, but, uh, mm. you know, they're popular. But it's just weird yeah. because that hit SNL, right? And 
And when something goes that big, it, it, that becomes just viral in itself. And it, let's be honest, adult-oriented sci-fi usually doesn't do well in theaters. Or it has an opening, and then it, it tails off, and maybe it makes $100 million, $115 million, and that's where it ends up. Uh, Dune is a strange thing because, obviously, the pandemic and when it opened, and, and, and now it's had this revival in theaters over the past couple weekends, pretty good numbers, for this film, mm-hmm. even though it's been on HBO Max forever now, you know, and and honestly, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, you know, they are they're still trending upwards. I didn't even think that was possible, but it is. And so mm-hmm. it's almost hitting at the perfect time. Also, uh, like Clayton, when was the last blockbuster that came out? It's been like months. If you're not even ca- talking about Wonka, you got to go way back, way back to like summer. Mm-hmm. So. The appetite, when we talk about, and we always talk about this, the appetite, it is going to be like a sandworm that is so freaking hungry mm. for a big budget popcorn movie. And that's, and Dune is just coming at that perfect time. It's been so slow the last two months. People that I don't even think saw the first one go, they want to see the second one. That's how big this thing could be. And you're right. If it hit a hundred million, I mean, I would not be shocked. I think wow. somewhere closer to 80, but I don't know because it's been so long since we've had a huge blockbuster that that is really worthy of the IMAX and the cinematic experiment experience. And that's what we're getting with Dune Part Two, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm very high on this and I'm high on this for all the reasons you, you said. Uh, the stars in this, not even speaking about people like Austin Butler and Florence Pugh. But yeah. Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet, and I've said this several times on this show, the way they're marketing this as a romance is a Titanic-esque mm-hmm. romance between the two of them. That is something that is going to drive people that normally wouldn't go see adult sci-fi. That is going to get the people who are, I'm here for this love story between these two huge stars. And when's the last time Zendaya was on screen? I mean, yeah. Challengers got pushed, so she didn't have Challengers yeah. first. This people are starved to see her on the big screen because she is a star, and so yeah. I do think that is going to be the whole pent up uh, excitement of seeing her on a large screen for her massive fan base that crosses yeah. all ages. Uh, yeah. I, I'm so so high on this movie, yeah. Biggest film of the spring, no doubt, hands about down, it. not even a question, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you said the 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 cast for this is just, it's filled with everyone, you know, yeah. and it, like all of the people who we think could be young, future, full on movie stars. It has so many of them, and, you know, Austin Butler's in this mm-hmm. and, and he's the villain who may have an, an Oscar nominee worthy yeah. part. And Florence Pugh is in this. It's, it's just got everybody. Anya Taylor joy. So yeah. I, I yeah, enjoy. Exactly. yeah. And that was like a surprise thing just came out, you know, although some people were already talking about it, but like, like this is, if you're not excited about this, do you even movie bro? Like this gets right. you excited to go to the movie. This, this is what all those AMC stock junkies talk about. Like, Oh God, we're shooting to the moon, baby. This is worth it. This is actually, this is not hype. This is the real deal. This is what Hollywood needs more of. We need to plant a Doom 2 in like January or February. To, we cannot have another lull like we had. I know yeah. there was the strikes and you can blame it on this and that. But guess what? Hollywood, you are a well-oiled machine for 100 years. You can't have these lapses in the release right. calendar. It hurts the industry time and time again. And hopefully now that we're away from pandemic and strikes, 
we will never see a time like this again. And I like that like Warner Brothers dated that Mickey 17 for late uh, January of January. next year. And it's going to hit an IMAX, you guys. So, I mean, that's what I'm, and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, Warner Brothers. Yep. That is the foresight that I want to see. I want to see this spread out over the release calendar. March is hitting Bam Bam Bam, Ghostbusters, Dune, uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda 4, Godzilla X versus Kong. You know, it's like, that is a that's a month worth getting excited about. Uh, you couldn't put one of those in January, or February to keep right. the excitement going. I mean, March. I'll tell you, March looks like a better summer month than <laughs> some of the summer months that we're going to have yes. this summer. I, yes. I, I think I would take March over this June. The way yeah. everything's slated to come out. Yeah, you know, in we, March you've got like three movies that could be pretty huge. In, yeah. in Dune and Kung Fu Panda and uh, and the King Kong movie, yeah, March would rival maybe June and May and in August. So I think you're right. March would probably beat out two of those months. And and yeah. May's May is not a guarantee. It's just not like I look at right. those titles in May, and we'll talk about this in the summer preview at a later date. But those are not slam doinks. None of those. They're not slam. Doinks. None of those really are. Fall Guy is the iffiest, scariest. Summer opener in the decades, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it reminds yeah. me of like I, the 80s, which is cool, but scary because of where we're at at the box office these days. I think on that one, Clayton and I are both optimistic about that yeah. one, despite the trailers. And I yeah. think that's always a problem when you have to almost ignore the trailer yeah. to think that a movie is going to do well. I mean, that's not the case with Dune. You mentioned Kung Fu Panda 4. Is there any, I mean, uh, this thing, the, the the rats are starving for cheese. The kids yeah. have not had anything. They've been going to see Migration over and over and over again for months. That movie did what? Eight, nine times its opening weekend? Yeah. You know, it, they, that, if they there seriously a, want a, this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be huge. I It's got Jack Black, whose stardom has not waned at all amongst the kids. This franchise, could this possibly be the biggest of this franchise just based on the fact that kids are starving so much right now for, for movies? I, I didn't do my research on Shrek 4, but wasn't Shrek 4 really big? Like... Uh, compared to like the third one. I know all the Shreks were really big, bigger than Kung Fu Panda. But I, 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 as I recall, I thought the appetite for Shrek just kept increasing. And it's it's possible Jack Black, you know, doing his little little videos and stuff like that, he, he still has the public's attention. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Whether this is good or not, it's still going to be a pretty big hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking. So Shrek 4 did decline from the previous oh, ones. Shrek, the biggest yes. one is Shrek 2. Shrek 2 okay. is domestically the biggest of the Shreks. And if I'm looking, um, at, I'm looking at the Kung Fu Panda num numbers and it from 1, 2, 3 worldwide, it goes 631, 664, 521. So I guess the, the question is, does this thing hit 500 million worldwide. That would be a right. that would be a success. I think that's the bar that they definitely want to reach for. And domestically, yeah. we're looking at the first one, 215, and then second, 165, and then 143. So, so it's going down. Diminishing. Yeah. But I think oh. if this thing makes 120, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And and look, it when's the next when's the next animated film coming out? Oh, guess what? Not until what? Uh, never. Now it looks like not until the Pixar movie in June. So guess what, guys? How long so, is this plan? Yeah, in months. Well, well, I think you're skipping over the Luca, Luca re-release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I, is, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I forget yeah. the Pixar films that gross a, a million, a mighty million dollars? We we know oh we know someone's yeah, kid. We know someone whose kid really loved that movie. But oh, okay, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I am I am skipping over that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Luca I, will will do 1.2 million dollars total. <laughs> I think the thing that this Kung Fu Panda 4 has going for it now compared to, say, the third one in 2016 is that these kids' movies now are multiplying better than ever yeah. because there's just so much less product. You know, 2016, I'm sure you didn't have to wait three months before another kids' movie came out after Kung Fu Panda 3. Whereas now, I think this movie comes out in March, opens big, and then just plays and plays oh. and plays yeah. again. Migration made nine times its opening yeah. weekend. You know, Kung Fu Panda 4 could make more than the third one just based on, uh, you know, kids having no other option. And guys, yeah. here's the thing. So talking Jack Black, Pat, you brought him up. Mm -hmm. yeah. The last Kung Fu Panda was 2016. Jack Black, again, he was he's always been a hit with the kids, but he had Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, after yeah. that. Yeah. He he's had bigger. he's bigger now. Mario. Yeah. He was yeah. Bowser in Mario. Oh, yeah. Good point. He is bigger now with kids than even at that moment in 2016. And even probably when the first Kung Fu Panda came out. So I think his notoriety among children is going to drive this probably higher than the third one. I mean, I could see this going higher. It's not yeah. going to go higher than the first one, but it yeah. could go higher than the third one because of this. Plus, yeah. he's yeah. in that Borderland trailer. He's going to be in that Borderland movie, and that trailer is going to be everywhere. Not that that's a kid's movie, but still, I mean, Jack Black is everywhere. How um, – do you guys remember there was also a Kung Fu Panda series, right, on one of the streamers? I think it was a Netflix. Was it, was it Netflix? Yeah, and was Jack Black the star of that? That's a great question. I don't I, know. I, I don't know, but they did definitely try to make this a streaming entity, and, and for some reason I think Jack was a part of that because you can't do Kung Fu Panda without Jack, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like that. Anyways, unless they did a spinoff. I just – I never saw it. But Well, I think, I think Kyle Gass did the voice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The point is kids still remember that, you know, or they watched it. So it's kept, even though it hasn't been in theaters since 2016, it's been out there. The IP is out there. It, it, it's making a sound, it's doing its thing and kids recognize that, you know, so yeah. they're, they're ready for more of this. Um, and that's the week after Dune. So guess what? Dune's going to do huge numbers second weekend and Kung Fu Panda is going to do huge numbers and we're going to feel like it's just going to feel like a mini summer. It's going to be a heat wave. And, um, and then, you know, we get into that. And then right after that, what it, we're talking about, uh, we do have a little break. Well, we do have, a well, there's, break. there is going to be ghostbusters in, in March. And this is the one, I mean, I think Clayton, you'll probably agree. This one feels iffy to me. I'm, I'm glad it's coming out. I'm yeah. sure that it's going to do business for the theaters. I don't think this thing's going to come out and make no money. But I, from where I sit right now, I feel like this is going to do less than Afterlife. I, I, I don't think the Ghostbusters franchise has much left in the tank. But you know what? 
it's a movie that based on how much marketing will be around it, will sell some popcorn. So, I mean, yeah. it's good for theaters, but wh- where do you op- think? Yeah, if it could open near 40 million, close to that, it'll probably be, you know, 37 it'll come in at. That's still a good number. Uh, I, again, I don't think Ghostbusters uh, Frozen Empire costs 200 million. You know, I think mm-hmm. Sony was wise to probably, it's probably like 120. You know, and that's a okay. great number. If you're going to green light a Ghostbusters film based on what Ghostbusters films have been doing at the box office, 120 is a great number because you can make mm-hmm. that back. You can sell it to Netflix. It's part of this IP that, uh, you know, and they'll probably squeeze another one out of this. They'll probably get that trilogy. You know, I like that Paul Rudd is centered here. And I think that's an important distinction between this one and the first one that they did. Right. Like, I just feel like people didn't actually know that that Paul was a big part of that, right? This mm-hmm. one, he is. Uh, and I just think that Paul still got it, man. He still is a box office driver. Um, but you're right. Out of the big four, if we're talking about Dune, if we're talking about Kung Fu Panda, Ghostbusters, and then Godzilla X-Kong, this is going to be the lowest grossing out of those four. Absolutely. Yeah. My, I, my, I wonder... Uh, oh, go for it. I was right. just going to say, my question is... Uh, the question that's on everybody's lips now that we know who Agent Argyle is, is, is podcast back? Is podcast back in this sequel? God, I, mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope because so. Because if he's not, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if I'll see. Yeah. And they're hiding it. Yeah. Or they're, yeah, they are. they're hiding it. So it's going to be a surprise if podcast is back or not. I have not seen podcast in the trailers. Nice, nice goal play. And I totally forgot about podcast. I'm looking at the cast list for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Oh, no. no. And I am not seeing. Oh, wait. Yes. Logan Kim as podcast is is in this film. So, Jeff, Jeff, how many millions? Yeah. Does it it open? Does that add? Does that add? Does that add? Okay, I, I had said 37. Okay. I'm going I'm going to go 38 now for sure. For sure. Not even a question, 38 million. Nice. Yeah. Podcast has that much pull for sure. Love it. And th- <laughs> this movie does list Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Ernie Hudson and Annie Potts as being in the cast and, 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 and they just roles, came in at the end. Yeah, and their roles are extended. So that's the thing that, mm-hmm. that makes me believe you know, maybe it does almost exactly the same business as the last one because they amp the star wattage here a little bit. And if it does, if it does what it did, I, I think we will. They will get another trilogy. I mean, Sony. Let's be honest; they need all the IP they can get. They're going to keep yeah. milking this Ghostbusters thing. If this doesn't work, they will reboot it again. It, they just will. And and you, see, mm-hmm. you nailed this, Jeff. And of course, we're the Bo boys. We're not the Streamo boys. We're not the PVOD huh. boys, huh? Yeah, huh? huh? But. Sony is doing it right. They're keeping the budgets low. They're making mm-hmm. money theatrically, even if it's not, you know, you know, two hundred million dollars, two hundred fifty yeah. million dollars domestic. And then the downstream is paying for it because they don't have a streamer to upkeep. They don't yeah. have to worry about making yeah. so much crap for their streamer, and then they're just going to merge with another streamer, which is what all these things are going to do, yeah. which they're all exactly. failing except for Netflix. Yeah. And it's like- And even Netflix, even Netflix, nobody knows how much they're in debt. You know, That's it's like true. The, the, the debt, yeah, the, the sword of Democles is over their, their head, definitely. It will fall at some point. And, and that's the thing is that we want to talk theatrical, but we also need to, th- these movies can be made because of downstream yeah. and they're and doing the it right. Clayton, that's a really good point because everybody that gets on Twitter and you guys know this X 
everybody that gets on the social media site wants to talk about how big a failure is as a movie, just talking about their box office. And we love to talk box office, but that is not the end all be all of a film. In fact, that is just the beginning. It's nice when it has a huge number associated with the box office, but it is the PVOD. It is how many times is it going to be on Netflix? How many times is it going to, is TNT going to buy this thing? You know, there are a lot of ancillary streams and, and that's why some people say that no movie ever loses money. It just may take centuries to make money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yes. that's just, that's just the way the, the, the movie industry is. We want to call everything uh, either a, a huge hit or a big bomb because of the box office. And it just, it isn't true. So these mid rage films like this ghostbusters film, there are a lot of Ghostbusters fan. They will buy that merch. Uh, they will buy the special popcorn containers, the Slimer containers. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, you put it, you and, put and, your and hand in always, his mouth. It comes yes. out all gooey. Yeah. And it comes out and it's got all this crap on it and you still eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's just sugar. It's just corn syrup. Yeah. It's nice. Um, and, and, and that's the way that these films live on and they can keep making sequels to these films. Now, I mean, what do you guys think of the, of Godzilla X Kong though? I mean, if Godzilla minus one could do what it did at the box office, which was amazing. What is this thing going to do? Cause I think it's going to be big. So I think it's going to be big because listen, Kong was always the star, you know, Clayton and I have talked about this a lot that Kong was a star. Godzilla was a sidekick when they yeah. teamed up or at least here in the States. Yes. Domestically, yeah. domestically Kong is king. Yeah. Domestically yeah. Kong was a star, but after Godzilla minus one, Godzilla's Q score is higher than it's probably been since the days of the promotion for the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. That was probably the height in the States of that, you know, bigger is better promotion. Size matters. Size matters. And I think it's all been downhill for Godzilla since then. But then Godzilla minus one raises his profile. I wouldn't say he now could stand shoulder to shoulder with Kong, but Kong does have a worthy co-star now in a way that he's has never had before. And first billing Warner brothers is obviously big on Godzilla. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, ABCDFG, HIJK, maybe it is alphabetical, but there's a reason they went with Godzilla X Kong versus Kong X Godzilla. Right. I mean, I don't know. They, They, maybe they know something we don't know about these metrics. What do you think about the going with the X rather than the versus? Is there any kind of box office downgrade when you have them Xing each other rather than it's a collab, Pat? It's a collab. It's a co- it's a collab. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do people want a collab though, or do they yes. want them to duke it out? Because they're not going to be duking it out here. No, and it's cool. Like let's let's be honest. Anytime you put an X, like Malcolm X, is cool. Not just because yep. of the message, but his. His last name is X. That's right. pretty cool, right? It just is. Right. You know, right. any film that makes it to X, 10, number 10, it's a cool franchise, you know? So yep. you put an X in anything like that, you're like, everybody's like, man, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yep. I may go see that film just because there's an X in it. There's not a lot of X in a lot of movies. Let's just be honest. Right. You know, X is probably the forgotten letter in the alphabet when we're talking about movies. It's X and Z probably, right? Do does Warner Brothers start selling the X hats again? Yes, you, know, you just put an X on stuff. That's all you need yeah. to do. You know, GXK should be everywhere, like RBX, like Reebok. You know, that's how it should be. They should just be selling merch like that because it's cool. GXK. Not to, because it's cool 
to not say what you're actually selling because then you're mm-hmm. in on something, you're on the ground level. It's secret, man. And that's what, to me, Godzilla X Kong, that's what Warner Brothers is doing. They're just, they're trying to be the cool cats. I, and that, yeah. No, you know, no shade thrown. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. And, you know, the three of us, we're all Gen X. We're all from that 90s generation of GXK sounds like they're turtles. Again, turtles, big Gen X thing for all three of us. GXK sounds like a skate mag, you know, which sounds cool. GXK. Okay. That's something underground. That's something that I I, want to be in on. Yeah. They should really lean into the GXK. I, I, I'm very big on this movie. Clayton, I know you, uh, you especially have had some Godzilla reservations. Has Godzilla ver, uh, minus one waylaid any of those for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you that this Godzilla minus one, uh, you know, and as much as the Oscars don't matter as much as they used to, if that movie wins best special effects, <laughs> I mean, that's going to boost the Q score even higher. My one reservation here is that America doesn't do Godzilla right. They just don't. They do Kong right. They don't do Godzilla right. That's my worry. But I do think the uh, interest level is up. There was an Apple Plus show that's building up to this movie. I don't think that's really going to do anything other than, you know, anybody who has a laptop or bought an iPhone can watch that that show if they want to. It might just start auto-playing after Killers of the Flower Moon. So there is some opportunity there for people to catch on board. Uh, yes, I think I think this Godzilla is in a way better place in America than he has been in a very long time since that, you know, 2000. What was it? 2014 film that did uh, pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just before we get out of March. Uh, a couple of other smaller things are opening. I mean, there's a horror movie called Imaginary from Lionsgate. You know, that could do business just because horror is always going to do okay. Um, I want to throw something out there. Uh, Love Lies Bleeding is a A24 movie with one of your favorites, Clayton, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> and it's like a... Uh, uh, Female bodybuilders go on a, a robbery spree type of movie. And, and it, it could fall into that driveway dolls type of 90s thing. Though I think driveway dolls seems goofier in a way that Love Lies Bleeding, A24 movie. I think it could hit those, you know, A24 fanboys. I think capitalize in a way off of the Iron Claw doing so well. I mean, so in terms of small movies... That could do a little bit of business. I think this could do well. And again, Clayton, I know you're kind of high on this. Yeah. Or, or yeah. am I, I mean, misrepresenting no, uh, that? No, not at all. Um, I this is my most anticipated movie of wow. of of this of this this whole season. Oh wow! 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 And wow. I think. Wow. I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing uncut gems potential here. I'm not seeing everywhere mm-hmm. all at once. Obviously, because it's very niche. It's crime. It is a period piece. But could this thing make 20 million? I think. I mean, okay. if we're talking uh, A24 movie, probably the budget's pretty reasonable. If we're talking 15 to 20 million, I think it could reach that. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of buzz for this film. What was, um, 
what was the director uh rose glass right what what was her previous film uh i remember brett was talking about the previous film uh is she saint maude am i yes am I saint right maude. About that? Saint maude. Yeah. yeah and that movie did like nothing right at the box office right like, I think that was a 2020 movie. Okay, I think that was a, a movie that time, that man. that came out in the worst possible time. It is a and 2020 a, movie. Yes, it yeah. did not have any domestic box office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't so, in consideration. Really, you can't even really base it off that. Yeah. I think she's someone who, with that movie, has the film bro cred. People in that circle are looking forward to her next movie. I mean, Kristen Stewart is obviously not a big box office star now, but she's always going to have name recognition. So again, I think in that art house level, I do think this is the one that has breakout potential. I I'm going to disagree with the, the BO boys on this one. I I just think she is, she is outside of, you know, what she did for, for big budget, movies that she was in uh the twilight franchise which you know she was you know she was great in those for for what it was but i just think that it the Kristen stewart show that has been on um since you know all these award shows have been talking about her and this and and she has a lot of statements to say which which is fine but it, it goes to the point that that usually happens is that you get a lot of of recognition and you get a lot of sound bites, but that doesn't usually translate to box office, you know. And I just I feel like that's going to be a problem for this film. It's just it, the the subject matter is again reminds me of a '90s film, you know, which which is mm-hmm. great. Like I love that personally. I'll probably like Clayton. I will like this film. Mm-hmm. I just don't think people are going to even barely even scratch the surface. Whereas Iron Claw, I thought had a better window and a better way in because of the stars of their film. And, and because of, you know, wrestling is, is always a popular uh, sport, mm-hmm. obviously. And, and, and that translates. I don't see what translates Love Lies Bleeding to people actually going to see this. Because it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a gay lesbian uh, thriller type experience, right? Like, and I just, in my mind, f- films that I've seen like that barely even get a theatrical release. And I, I love mm-hmm. that A24 is pushing it. A24 pushes some of the greatest content out there. At the end of the year, A24 usually has some of my favorite movies. But I just... I feel like this civil war is the one that will actually break through for them in April. Uh, they're obviously very high on that. That's going to hit IMAX screens in April. Um, that is the one that if we're talking about a smaller film, civil war could really break out. Cause I think what it's talking about is kind of what's on people's minds, you know, which mm-hmm. is why this hot button film got made. Is that could we really have another civil war? Hell yeah, we could. And this is how it's going to happen. And, and I think it looks really interesting. And I think, whether you lean left or right, you're going to want to go see this film. I think it's in an interesting premise. Now, Jeff, okay, talking uh, Love Lies Bleeding here. Uh, and also, uh, Civil War, there was a movie called Bushwick that came out a few years ago. Do you remember this? That had no. uh, Batista in it. it had a no. very similar premise. And that oh, was a really? very fun movie. And I would yeah. much prefer watching that movie than Civil War, I believe. Civil War, yeah. Uh, but let's look at something like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Made $11 million. Do you think that Love Lies Bleeding could do that? Bodies, bodies numbers. Bodies numbers. Uh, it opens 3-8 against Kung Fu Panda. Um, I, it depends. Honestly, it depends how wide they go. I think if A24 mm-hmm. is smart on this one, they got to go wide from the get-go. There's not going to yeah. be time to to expand this, to roll this thing out and, and gain traction because of all the big movies that are coming out in March. 
you're not going to get the headlines. No matter how much wordplay Kristen Stewart is putting out there, it will not matter. So the other thing okay. is, if, if, if I'm looking at these smaller films, I'm looking at the American Society of Magical Negroes, right, which comes out mm-hmm. on 315. That has a certain built-in audience to it, and it actually it looks pretty funny to me. The trailer was um, really funny, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that a small one could break out. Also, you got Sidney Sweeney's horror film from Neon Films called Immaculate. That opens mm. wide on three twenty-two. So, if I'm looking at, at actual smaller films that are going to open bigger, like I, I do think Sidney Sweeney's on the brink of maybe being a big star. Whether you want that or not, it seems to be happening, you guys. We want stars. And, oh, uh, we want yeah, stars. Exactly. Bring I it. think we do. I think we do. And and she's proven just, you know, with her last film, Anyone But You, you know, that that she has there's certain, there's certain je ne sais quoi. There's something about her that translates very easily onto the silver screen, mm-hmm. you know. And if, let's say, Neon pulls out this horror film and, and she's basically the selling point, right? And if it hits, well... We, we do have a star. We got a break, another breakout horror film here besides Imaginary from Lionsgate, which is the big horror film uh, in March. So there's some interesting things in play, I think, in the indie world and in the blockbuster world in March. And that's what makes this month like almost better than any summer month out there, because there is the potential to have not only blockbuster hits, but indie hits. And that's that's yeah. great for the box office. Now, real quick. Sorry, Pat. Jeff, I, I just want to say because, you know, of course, you, you, legend, you, you know, legend in box office. Obviously, you know what you're talking about. I now okay. am tempering what I said earlier because I do think I was being I, I got hyped. I, I you know, yeah. I was half man, half hyped. Yeah. I was overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. Love Lies Bleeding. It's best case scenario probably is bodies, bodies, bodies. If we're really being honest, best case scenario. And will it reach that? I think there is definitely a possibility, but from what you're saying with all that competition, this may end up being six, $7 million, something like that. Yeah. Huge. It's got to go wide. Huge. Yeah. yeah. It's got to go like 800 to a thousand screens opening weekend. I don't know what they're doing. You can't platform it. You can't platform it. I mean, these days, I think platforming is a a thing of the past, you know, beyond a weekend or two, because- Word spreads quickly. Something gets good reviews, gets commercials. People got to be able to see it immediately or they never will. You yeah. mentioned Immaculate with Sydney Sweeney. I love to see her in a horror movie that hits. You know, this one, she plays a nun, which I, I think there's a hook there for sure. Yeah. yeah. What I've seen on this, it looks like arty horror yeah. rather than Sydney Sweeney in a I know what you did last summer type of horror movie. I think Sydney Sweeney in that type of movie, you know, if she was in a scream ripoff or an I know what you yeah. did last summer, that's a full on hit. Her is a nun in a sort of like this psychological horror. I think that's always more iffy at the box office. But, you know, you get her in a more traditional slasher or a uh see pet i i think i i i I sort of agree with you but not to the point of that like that sort of slash i mean i think if she was in something that was more akin to megan if she was in a blumhouse movie that's what i think uh, like a more popcorn horror yeah and that's what's popular uh, uh, talk to me yeah that's what's popular now it's not the slasher stuff and like if she was in a thanksgiving sort of movie i don't think that i think that's more passe than anything i think that's what you're talking about is more popcorn horror or not like yeah i mean not like a saint Maud, which which was a, a really great movie but it's not a popcorn film so like absolutely immaculate does look more akin to that and it it makes 10 15 million that's a pretty big that's a decent size hit for neon because this thing probably costs next to nothing to make probably under five million i I assume um 
and, and Neon doesn't tra- did traditionally make a lot of money, but you, they're already pushing her name. And yes, that's big yeah. for Neon because they don't push anything really. Uh, not except for Ferrari, but you know, Ferrari was, was a film that none of the major studios wanted and it kind of got dropped off on Neon's doorstep, right? Like here's I a mean, Michael Immaculate could end up making more Immaculate can end up making more for uh domestically than Ferrari did. And I think yeah. that's obviously yeah. all Sydney Sweeney. Jeff, you mentioned Civil War. So that's the new Alex Garland movie. It's A24. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not low budget. A24. This is their big swing movie. This is, yeah. A24, it's no secret to anybody in the industry what A24 wants to do. They want to make big movies. They want to compete with the major studios. They're tired of being the indie shingle darling. Like, as weird as that sounds, like, if you were the most popular indie distributor, shouldn't that be enough, right? Shouldn't that Mm -hmm. be, is is that's the highest height, right? Like, Searchlight as was at one time focus features probably was at one time and then you know r.i.p to paramount vantage and all these other little shingles remember wip warner independent mm-hmm. pictures you know there were mm-hmm. all of these everybody wanted a shingle to be number one right. and they all had uh, moderate success but it's like searchlight and focus and now a24 those are the big three and a24 mm-hmm. is on top of that mountain but that that they don't want to stop there and you're right mm-hmm. this is their play for major, major box office. And I don't know what this thing cost. I haven't seen a budget. Uh, 50. That's what it says online. And who knows? I mean, okay. And that seems, that seems like a good starting place for a 24. If they're going to, if they're going to spend 50 million on a film like this, uh, is it going to get there? Well, it's That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but they're going to have IMAX. And, and it is, if you look at April, which is kind of a shit show, like let's Mm -hmm. be honest about what April looks like. It is not hard. It's kind it's of a shit show. It, there's oh, some weird stuff. There's a couple horror. There's Abigail, Monkey Man. We we have no idea what Monkey Man's going to do. Do we want to challengers see- at the end of the month? Zendaya again. I mean, that might be fun. That might do some biz. But other than that, uh, it, it's slim pickings. So Civil War might be that breakout of of April. Civil War yeah. is going to get a lot of talk. Uh, yeah. But as we say, tweets aren't ticks. This is yeah. going to be such a so, so indicative of just because people are talking about it on X, uh, does that mean that people are going to go, or is it going to be a separate thing where people say, "Well, this looks like a war movie. I want to see it. It looks interesting. I'm not on X, so it doesn't matter to me." Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the thing. I think a general audience is going to want to see this movie, and watching the trailer, I, I just I, I don't see it. Other than if they're just oh it's a it's a gun and explosion movie, right? Yeah. Uh, that that th- I need a little bit more info on this movie and more trailers and more to really make a decision about what I think this movie is going to do uh, before I like make any sort of big statement about like what I think it's going to do. I just think it's going to be very annoying to read about this movie online, and I will avoid it. I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's that one's a huge question mark. I mean, it doesn't have a guaranteed. It has people who people know. Obviously, Kirsten yeah. Dunst is famous. Jesse Plemons is is famous for being her husband. Nick Offerman's famous for memes from his TV show. Yeah. You've got people that are famous, but no one who's a draw. I mean, Garland, the main characters. Garland, Garland is, is the draw. Is the draw. Yeah. Garland is yeah. the draw. People didn't like men. 
but they remember men, and men's right? such a small movie in comparison it is. like it is absolutely people yeah. don't even remember that i think if you asked about uh about alex garland they'd say oh annihilation or oh ex machina like ex -machina. they're exactly. not going to yeah. remember yeah you know it's just that men, men. is his last one oh like, true right? and I, I believe it was a24 also yes that released yes. that and they were expecting much bigger things from men but men is a it's a weird ass film yeah. and it was never yeah. intended really for the multiplex masses. No. That just, that, that is not their kind of film. Civil war is more the multiplex masses type of film. And I, I guess guys, when I'm, when I'm looking at this release schedule, the release slate for April, I'm looking at the first Omen, which what the hell yep. Disney 20th century uh, monkey man, uh, Abigail, the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare. This is Guy Ritchie film. And then unsung hero, which I don't even know. Is that a Lionsgate? Uh, faith-based. I don't even know what that is. So uh, when we look at these and then we at, throw Civil War in there, you know, Civil War, Abigail, uh, Guy Ritchie does what Guy Ritchie does. And then you have the question marks, Monkey Man and Challengers. Like, I just don't know. I don't know how big Dev Patel, like, does he, does he, is this a breakout film for him as a director and actor? Maybe. Uh, I mean, Pat, do you want to take this? I mean, I think we're very high on Monkey Man. Yeah. Well, we have we have some listeners who are very high on this. I mean, OG, uh, uh, OG wannabe, oh boy, Adam from the Stacks alerted us to this trailer the second yeah. it dropped, and I, I think you know John Wick is a pot. You know, everyone of course yeah. is comparing it to John Wick for yeah. the for the look of it, but I do think there is you know. There's a big difference between Dev Patel and Keanu in terms yeah. of star power, Q rating, and all that. But I do think there is that potential for, you know, there, there's not a lot of pure action when you mm -hmm. look at March. There's sci-fi spectacle. There's Godzilla v. Kong, uh, X-Kong, sorry, collab, uh, you know, spectacle. But I think we saw with The Beekeeper where there is always going to be this hunger for just guys punching each other in the face. And yeah. I think monkey man is promising you that I could see it doing mid teens in its opening. And then if it's great yeah. going from there, I think that's a possibility. And listen, first Omen, it's a brand name and, you know, brand names don't always mean anything. Look at the exorcist, but in a way they do. Cause exorcist believers stunk and people didn't like it, but it's still opened to something yeah. And so yeah. I think this Omen movie is going to do the same. Uh, kind of you know, have at least a box office stamp. I sort of question, yes. though, because when's the last time there was an Omen film? I think I, exactly. it's Omen 666. But I think that was straight to. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, Pat. It is an IP, obviously. But I think that is for young people who who do go to horror movies. That is such a marginal sort of IP, yeah. even less than The Exorcist. We're well, going back to Monkey Man real real quickly. I think the thing that separates this, and Pat, you're talking John Wick, and John Wick is, at least John Wick 1, is, is sort of the template for this. This is not tongue-in-cheek. This movie mm -hmm. could have a sense of humor, which I think John Wick number one definitely did, yeah. but it is not Bullet Train. It is not Argyle. It right. is not Fall Guy. The the humor, if there's humor in this movie, is not the Brad Pitt, you know, making yeah. quips. And I yeah. think there right. that is what uh, oh Beekeeper had a sense of humor about itself. Yeah, it did. It did. But it wasn't tongue in cheek in the way that some of these action movies are 
because they you know had to ride the coattails of superhero movies which could not take themselves seriously yeah. other than the Nolan Batmans I think that Monkey Man's strength is that is that it's a straight up ass kick uh, ass kicker and that is something that people are hungering for I like it I like it is it too late to call it Monkey Man X though Monkey X Man like that Monkey X Man Monkey X Man um, the the one thing that I really like about this, the backstory of this film, is that it was a Netflix release, mm-hmm. and and Universal brought it out of there to release it in theaters, which I think is awesome. Like that should happen more often. We should be looking at Netflix. Because, let's be honest, Net- most Netflix films are kind of junky. They're janky. They're low budget in the places they shouldn't be low budget, which is like props and backgrounds. You know, they spend on the talent, but then they forget to spend on what makes a movie a movie, like a poster, you know, or, or an imprint of, of this is what we're selling you. Cause you don't know, you see this weird image with a new movie and you're just like, I guess I'll watch it cause it's free, but I don't know mm-hmm. what this is. They don't make an imprint on their films. I like that someone said, Hey, this monkey man, there's something to this and we got to rescue it from Netflix and bring it to the big screen. Honestly, it would be pretty cool if this became a hit. And then people started poaching Netflix for their films, yes. putting them in theaters, and then you could roll them on Netflix later. That's to me. Let's see it. This is this is the most interesting thing about this is that if this works, what is to stop Sony and Lionsgate from poaching some of Netflix? We say, hey, you guys don't have to worry about the promotion of Netflix because I know you don't want to do it anyways, and you won't do it, but we will do it for you because we know yeah. there's money to be made here. That is the thing that I hope most. For Monkey Man, and, and 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 if it is a hit, maybe that happens. Now I heard, uh, is it the buzz on this that Netflix didn't want to release it because they were afraid it was going to offend uh, a, the 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 government? Uh, uh, like I heard that this was a thing where they were not going to release it because they were afraid they want to expand. You know, they want to expand everywhere. They want to be everywhere in the world. And there was yeah. something about this movie that might be too controversial for them to put on, and so it was saved. I don't know if that's true or not. If that is the story, that's a great story because then it's like, hey, we're saving this yeah. movie from not only from the yeah. the clutches of Netflix, but from censorship. You know, yeah. uh, I yeah. think that yeah, is true. a great that angle, true. if true. Yeah. Can they do the so, same with Coyote versus Acme? Can can someone just buy that goddamn film and, and put it like? How great would that be, honestly, if that opened in April? Th- there's a perfect window for a Coyote yes. versus Acme in April. Are you kidding me? It'd have a great. I, I mean, if that opened in early February, again, when migration yes. was continued to do business, yes. just because that movie would have done well. That movie would Absolutely. have done its teens opening and multiplied well because it's a kids movie, and you know. If it was a well-reviewed comedy, it would it would have done some business. Um, I want to throw out a couple of more movies opening in April. Jeff, what do you know about this remake of the Christina Applegate Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Did you know that there is a Tyra Banks starring uh, uh, R-rated, supposedly horror movie version of that, you know, for us... Gen X uh, generation, all three of us, Wait, that 1991 this... uh, cult classic. I don't know how many people know this, but I'm in film distribution and, and, and studios send me the films that are coming out in theaters to put on calendars to basically sell back to these media organizations, right? So they know mm-hmm. what is coming out in theaters. I 
have not heard of this. The only way I know about this film is that the MPA rated it. And so I saw it on there. I'm like, what the hell is this? But so I, what studio is this coming from? I can't tell you because they haven't sent me the information. If you're not sending Jeff Bach at Exhibit Relations the information, it's not getting on the schedules. If it's not getting on the schedules, theater owners don't know that this film even exists, right? Wow. So there's a problem already I'm seeing with this. I thought it was like straight to straight. I didn't know what that was. I, when I saw that, I'm like, I have no idea. So now that thank you for enlightening me what this is, but who's putting it out? Uh, uh, so it's iconic releasing. Okay. Does that and, do they even, they, they don't even send box office numbers, you know? Wow. Do you know about? of any other film that iconic releasing has ever put out? No, is, because they never they send box office numbers. I've never, I see that sometimes they have films. They never report their numbers, at least to us. And, and if they do report to Mojo or a variety or deadline, uh, they, they, you know, it's random, you know? So again, can we even count this? as a box office release, if they don't even talk, if they don't even release numbers, did it even exist? Wow. That's wow. awesome. I, and I, I, can't, I can't believe in 2024, a Tyra Banks movie yeah. possibly might not release box office numbers. Yeah. That's, that's stunning. To Wait, me. so Pat, I'm sorry. Cause I was looking up the whole monkey man India thing. And that's why Netflix <laughs> gave it up is because they were afraid they were going to harm their dealings with India. Oh, oh but, interesting. Got it. but you're so Tyra Banks is starring in this. Is, starring is she this, playing yes. the Christina Applegate part? Because she is way too old for that part. No offense. Yeah. I mean, my I don't want to be ageist. She, yeah. No. My guess is that Tyra Banks is probably playing the babysitter. That would be my guess, well, is that she's going to be the evil babysitter who gets killed. Oh, yeah. she's the dead. Yeah. Ba- oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, who does remember the babysitter's in the movie for a while because she's. They hate her, and then eventually she gets killed. So that would be my guess. Okay. Because if she plays the parents who are away, then she's pretty much out of the movie from the beginning. Wow. So that would be my guess, is that she plays the babysitter. But I guess we will see or yeah, not see. We'll see. Um, boys, uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I do have to roll uh, the Hollywood Calls. Uh, Hollywood but, Calls. But, iconic but whatever, releasing Calls. But I got, I got, I got a couple more minutes. Uh, if you want me for your wrap up, otherwise, yes. let me know. So, so the last movie, I think we got to get your take on. Can you give us your take, Challengers, Zendaya? I, Could this be big? MGM has been doing a great job. Let's be honest. American Fiction, Boys on the Boat, The Beekeeper, they've been hitting it out of the park. Solid ground rule doubles all the way around the field, right? And I, I love that MGM is becoming a major studio. Right. Like they are. They're putting out enough content to consider them as as one of the big studios. Uh, They don't have a lot on their slate coming, obviously. Um, But but what I've seen from challengers and the reactions I get when I watch this trailer are actually quite interesting. Like people seem genuinely interested, even though it would be it would have done even better if it was about pickleball instead of tennis. Mm -hmm. But because this is kind of the old school pickleball now. Right. And we all know, who, those of us who do play pickleball, it's an addiction that is just sweeping the nation, right? So yep. if if you told me the Challengers was set in the pickleball world, I would yep. be like, dude, you guys no, might do 50 million. Uh, as it is, though, even though I, I just think it's I think it's a great role for Zendaya. And like Clayton said, she is going upward. She's still trending. And Doom 2 is going to push her way, way up because she's actually in this mm-hmm. film. And I think Challenger is going to benefit from that. I, I don't know who these two guys are that she's dating or 
screwing around with or whatever she's doing with these guys. But it feels like, you know, remember Woody Allen's Match Point? That did pretty well in theaters. Um, and I just, I feel like, I feel like this has a chance uh, to surprise and kind of last into summer because it opens that last week of April. Um, I'm pretty high on this film. I, I, I think it's great. Luca's obviously, uh, what I think he's, he's a fascinating filmmaker. He always puts out an interesting product. You may not absolutely love it or like it, but you have to appreciate I think his artistic uh, direction. I love it. And you know, this isn't a rom-com, but it could be some of that anyone but you juice in that just, it plays for a long time. It's an old fashioned. I want to see this movie star on the big screen type of movie. And yeah, it it could play all the way through May into June and, and just rack it up and then you turn around and oh man this movie's made 60 million dollars yeah, exactly this movie exactly. is horny this movie yeah. is yes, sex yes. is coming back to the theaters guys That's yes. what we like to see. and that i mean yes. this is on the cusp of this new horniness at the theaters and i'm all for it i think Everybody this movie is, is going to do really well because of that people want to be yeah. horny at the theater yeah. again Yes. 50, we haven't had 50 shades of gray for a long time. People need this in their lives. You know, they need to whack some balls. You know, that's just, that's the nature of the box. office. Yes. Whack your balls at challengers. That is (laughs) Jeff with your dune popcorn bucket. Bring your dune popcorn bucket to challenge some balls. Yeah. You can catch the balls in the bucket. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's how we work this. So uh, Jeff has got to go and I want to Clayton make sure to get, his recording so how about this let's end this episode here on the podcast feed clayton and i will take this to youtube to continue and do some mailbag and some other stuff so we're gonna wrap this up clayton i don't think we have anything left to say no other than jeff where can they find you very quickly just hit me at erc box office on twitter x baby that's where i exist mostly love it that's great that's it and clayton let's do the let's do the quick version okay until next time We'll We'll smell smell you you at the box box office. office. Nailed it. Wow. Nailed it.